The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my new friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Firearms Friday. Firearms of Friday. Your chance to sound off uh, and discover issues of a Second Amendment nature right here on the Michael Duke Show. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is uh, that favorite, our favorite day of the week. Our it's it's. It's like our weekly therapy session. You know, we sit on the couch and for two hours we sit down and talk about this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I feel much better when it's all over. That's the <laughs> that's the important. I feel better. That's important for me. Uh, welcome back to the program and thanks for coming in and joining us. Um, just another beautiful day in paradise after yesterday. Oh, man, what a! it was like the first full day of summer. Uh, yesterday. Just absolutely beautiful. Uh, and of course, I chose that day to spend uh, three hours hogging stuff out at a transmitter site. <laughs> I was so beat last night. Oh, dripping with sweat, covered in mosquito bites and happy as a clam. It was uh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Welcome back to the program and thank you for coming in. We are broadcasting live, of course, across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. And we're broadcasting live around the world on the interwebs at uh, MichaelDukeShow.com where you'll find links to the audio only podcast, uh, the uh, live stream uh, as well, if you want to uh, participate in the live stream, you can find it there. And, of course, you'll find links to our social media sites, including uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Now, I want to say thank you to many of you yesterday because I put out a plea yesterday. Uh, this has really nothing to do with the radio, uh, but uh, I appreciate you guys being um I uh, appreciate you guys being uh, kind to me and generous to me. Uh, I asked yesterday for uh, folks who had a YouTube account to go on out. I'm so close. I'm this I'm this freaking close to hitting partner on YouTube, uh, which is a you know just another way to help out the show and do maybe do some monetization and some other things. Um, yesterday we were about 38 subscribers short today. We are 19 uh, subscribers short. So we had almost 20 people sign up yesterday out of the thousands that are listening right now. But hope, you know, if you feel the need, if you feel, if you have a YouTube account and you feel like you want to help out the show, uh, we would love for you to do so. Go to youtube.com slash the Michael Duke show. And just hit subscribe and ring the bell. And you never have to go back there again if you don't want to. You don't have to go back there again. But uh, we got uh, I'm 19, 19 subscribers away right now. 
which would, uh, with your help, would be just another way to try and again help uh, help out the show. We'd love for you to uh, to do that again. But and thank you to everyone yesterday who was kind enough to go out there and do it. Only nineteen away right now, so I'm feeling feeling pretty good about it. Feeling pretty darn good. All right. Well, today is Firearms Friday, and uh, we have got some stories to talk about. Uh, we're going to get into the ghost guns. Uh, I mean, it's just a thing, right? I mean, this is you're seeing more and more discussion about this, and it's interesting how they're trying to kind of manipulate the public, even just through the um, uh, even just through the the phraseology of ghost guns and and everything else. We're going to talk about that, the reaction. We're going to talk about how the dominoes continue to fall for the Biden administration through their anti-gun executive orders and how those are being taken under the microscope and disassembled one by one. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the, the, the inherent bias in some of these stories, uh, specifically uh, in this case about ghost guns. Uh, the uh, Washington Post had an article that was reprinted in the Anchorage Daily News uh, yesterday that the I mean just ridiculous the the way that they are uh, 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 the way that they're they are uh, uh, phrasing this stuff and and framing it is uh, it's ju- it's just astonishing absolutely astonishing uh, so we got those headlines and more that we're going to talk about uh, I've got the phone lines open right now in fact so we're going to do a little bit of uh, Q&A. You guys got some things you want to talk about. We'd love to hear what you have to say uh, on that. And then finally, uh, we're going to be um, um, so finally and finally, we're going to be in hour two doing our thing. Uh, Chris Chang, Top Shot champion, uh, season of four of the season four of Top Shot, the show on History Channel comes on uh, every month and sits down and talks with us about a variety of things. Uh, This week, uh, we got a chance to talk a little bit with him last time about the push by Gavin Newsom to amend the Constitution, and I'm sure we'll probably touch base on that. We'll also touch base with him on the fact that next month is uh, National Shooting Month, National Shooting Sports Month, and uh, he's done a series of new videos for new... Um, for new shooters, which I think should be super exciting to talk about. Um, uh, Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion, will be joining us. And then we'll be finishing up the show with Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com. And we got a request into Willie um, to talk about uh, the latest uh, Jim Caviezel movie, which, of course, is The Sounds of... Freedom, which I've been hearing nothing but good things about, except in the news media, uh, because the news media has decided to uh, vilify this movie as some kind of they're trying to marginalize it as if it's some kind of QAnon conspiracy um, because Caviezel said something on some podcast about it was referenced in passing. And they it's not like they're saying he's supporting it or anything else. It's like he mentioned it. In passing, and I have not found anything that has. Anyway, I, it's a whole thing. 
and I, I'm sure Willie and I will get into it, but he has gone out and watched the movie, and he's going to give us his unbiased uh, opinion on that, plus everything else that's out there uh, in the entertainment news. So that's what we're finishing up the show with today. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. Um, we've got, uh, we got, we got some, we got some good stuff, some good stuff. Um, it is, yeah, it is the number one movie. It, it beat out Sounds of Freedom. Somebody in the chat room just said it's America's number one movie. Um, it beat out, uh, Indiana Jones. It, it beat the Indiana Jones movie. This little tiny podunk movie that was filmed almost five years ago was shopped around to, Disney, they got you know they, they got bought out from Disney because they were never going to do anything with it. It was shopped out to Amazon. It was shopped out to Netflix. Nobody would pick it up. Finally, Angel Studios picked it up and put it out there, and it was the number one movie in America. Um, and uh, the elites, the mainstream media, the press, the Hollywood folks, they just can't figure that. How? How did it happen? How did it beat Indiana Jones? And uh, Because, you know. It's a story that people want to hear about. That's what's going. That's what's going on. That's what's going on. Okay. Um, so today, one of the big topics is going to be. It's going to be about ghost guns. Ghost guns, uh, which to me is just a ridiculous. Uh, it's a ridiculous turn of phrase. Uh, it's it's meant to elicit fear. Ghost guns are any gun that is essentially, uh, I'm just trying to pull the definition together here, essentially non-serialized, meaning that there is no serial number on the gun. Now, that could be one that you built for yourself, you built in your own home. You, 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 you know, or it could be one that a criminal took and ground the the serial number off of the firearm. That could also be a ghost gun. Uh, a ghost gun could be a zip gun, not even a real gun, but maybe just some kind of one shot wonder that you went into Home Depot and picked up all the parts for and built it and built it, you know, out of pieces and parts out of a hardware store. All of those could be ghost guns. Um, and the whole thing is just gotten ridiculous. We have had the ability, <clears throat> we have had the ability to, um, make firearms in this country. And it is actually an American tradition. It's something that we've been able to legally do for years. You could make your own firearm. There was never anything wrong with that. Now there are certain states and locales that would make it illegal to do so, but nationally you could do so. Now you could not transfer those firearms to somebody else. That was a no-no um, because, you know, that, that, that couldn't have you do that, couldn't sell it to somebody else, but you could make it for your own personal use. But it has become the new whipping boy of the Biden administration, they have decided that this is the thing that they want to take the crack at. You remember President Biden, the Muppet in chief? Remember that guy? All right. God save the queen, man. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he is the uh, he is the, the whole architect of this thing. Well, maybe that's giving him too much credit. I wouldn't say that he is the architect. He he may be the spokes critter for this. There's somebody out there behind him pulling uh pulling the 
you know, pulling strings behind the scenes. But ghost guns have become the latest whipping boy from the Biden administration. And you're seeing a lot of stories out there. Now, yesterday, <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday in the ADN, uh, they reposted this story from the Washington Post written by Tom Jackman and Emily Davies. Teens are buying ghost guns online with deadly consequences. And they go on to talk about uh, this stuff. Zachary Burkhart was an 18-year-old, too young to buy a gun from a licensed store. He was an admitted drug dealer with mental health issues. Uh, but he went on a website and bought a ghost gun part with no serial numbers, bought a kit, and completed an assembled pistol for himself. And then it goes on to talk about how he ended up shooting um, uh, two different people, killing both with the bullets from his homemade gun and, and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, going through it. And of course, it's immediately um, the fault of the manufacturer that these things happen. Now, again, none of these parts uh, in, in, in pieces, none of these parts themselves are firearms. Um, it's only after you assemble them that this becomes a problem. The story goes on to talk about a bunch of different ghost guns incidents across the country, including carjackings by three teens, one of whom had a uh, carjackings and robberies by three teens, one of whom had a ghost gun. Now, the other two had regular guns, but that's not a big deal because, you know, it's not the new soup du jour for these guys. Ghost guns are the, are the problem. This story is obviously really down into the weeds on a lot of the rare instances where things like this happen. Now, ghost guns, again, the, the whole idea of self-made firearms has been going on for years. Many of us have made firearms over the years for ourselves. This is not anything brand spanking new. Um, and th this is, you know, they're finding and picking out the few stories where something like this has gone horribly, horribly wrong. But as we pointed, I mean, as they point out in the first paragraph of this story, this guy, in this case, the shooter, Burkhart, was 18 years old, an admitted drug dealer, already a criminal, <clears throat> already with mental health issues, already with all this stuff. And again, he went out there and broke the law yet again. Like, it's a shocking thing. What, what gets me is that down inside this article is buried this paragraph. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna have to tell you that I'm going to tell you about that on the other side because I just realized that I'm up against the break. So that's a good reason for you to stick around. Come back after the commercials for the real story here. This, I mean... This whole story just reeks of bias against guns. And then they have this they have this comment in here that I just I cannot I cannot get over. I cannot get over. We're gonna continue here in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show, it is Firearms Friday, your chance to talk about guns. Come on down and do it. Back with more right after this. If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. 
Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. All right. Good morning, my friends. How are you guys doing this morning? Um, let's see. How do you, was there, there was a boat crash in Homer yesterday? I see Bill is talking about something went on. 177 foot boat and run into it with your vessel hard enough to cause injuries. Um, little boat took on a big boat and lost. Yeah. Um, I'm going through here. Um, I'm always shaking my head. Yeah. Someone hit it, heard their boat had to be salvaged. Two ambulances in the hospital was sort of a serious thing. Um, interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, good morning, my friends. How are you guys doing this morning? Boy, yesterday. What a day, huh? So nice. I saw somebody said they got too much sun. I was looking. Uh, oh, no, I guess not too much. Uh, Jeannie says, so much sun. I have a sun hangover. Yeah, last night, man, I was a whipped puppy. I'm still tired today. I'm just still tired. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, I spent three hours outside up a top of a mountain on a transmitter site, hogging brush out and getting things done, replacing parts and pieces, standing on the side of a hill. Um, me and my engineer, they're both sweating, getting eaten by mosquitoes, just, oh, man, trying to get stuff done. And it was, like I said, it was only about three hours, but boy, by the time I got, and I had forgotten my water bottle, <laughs> I was so thirsty. I got down to the bottom of the hill and I guzzled two Gatorade things. And I was like, Oh man, but I was, I got home last night and I was like <clears throat> early to bed. Good night. <laughs> Still tired though. All right. Um, but what a beautiful day. And it looks like it might be partially a beautiful day today. Um, I know we got some clouds and it's a little darker, but maybe it'll burn off. It's uh, it should be good. Um, there was a, there was a glitch in the feed a while ago. I'm sorry to hear that. Sorry to hear that. Everything looks good on my end, Rick. I can't, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, uh, you know, reboot and restart. That's about, that's an all thing. Uh, it's supposed to be a little bit rainy tonight right now uh, and high winds. I just saw that as well. High winds, high winds, 60 degrees and cloudy, um, by 10, by 11 a.m. this morning, it's supposed the sun's supposed to come out uh, and be uh, and be nice and hot. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. It'll be uh, an interesting weekend. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at the highs right now. Mostly cloudy. High will be 65. Clouds parting out today by about uh 11 then it's supposed to get cloudy again this evening then it's supposed to be rain overnight so i don't know we'll see uh, i just you know yesterday was a beautiful day the summer yep 2023 he says uh he says the summer that never was the summer that never was Ooh. all right <sighs> Okay. Well, we're about a minute out here and, uh, you guys are, uh, I want to find out about this boat accident, uh, boating. Well, it's not an accident. It's collision. I mean, it could be an accident. I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, 
I don't I don't want to uh, assume here, but when a smaller boat hits a larger boat, somebody was not paying attention. Let's just put it that way. Somebody was not paying attention. If the large boat, if the small boat hit the larger boat. Now, if it was the other way around, I could see that. Um, but if, uh, you know, if, if the smaller boat hits the larger boat, somebody was just asleep at the wheel at that point. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, the large boat hitting the small, that does happen. I can't, can't see the small thing on the road. But when you're like, woof, man. Uh, Amy says she likes the cool summers. Well... That's good. Uh, yeah, large boat has the right of way. Absolutely, it does. All right, my friends. Well, let's get back into it here, shall we? Uh, and jump in. Phone lines are open if you want to call in this morning. Let's uh, do our thing. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Hey, let's do protection guns, shall we? Protection guns. Here we go. What the hell is an assault weapon? You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems. Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider the Michael Dukes show assault radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. That's right. You're going to be offended. I guarantee it. You're going to be offended. Twice your money back. Um, welcome back to the program. Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off on issues of a uh, Second Amendment nature right here on the big radio program. And we were just talking about ghost guns, ghost guns. Um, oh, yes. Thank you, Jeffrey, reminding me tomorrow's Nenana days, by the way. That's the history of the golden spike being driven into the railroad there at Nenana. Uh, so they're going to have a they're going to have a big it's the centennial, in fact, 100 years. They're going to have a big celebration there in Nenana, I'm sure. We we used to take our kids down to the, uh, um, we used to take our kids down to Nenana the uh, days down there, uh, in the summer. It was always fun. It was always real small, you know, just only a couple hundred people that would show up. But we'd drive all the way from Fairbanks down there because it was so much fun. Uh, we had friends down there in Nenana, new folks down there, and that's how we found out about the whole festival and. We had all kinds of fun. Absolutely great. All right. I'm sorry. Back to the, um, I got distracted. Dang you, chat room. I got distracted by the chat room. So let's talk a little bit here about this ghost gun thing. So this article in the ADN, which is a repost from the Washington Post. I mean, so much. This thing is just dripping with disdain for gun owners. The whole the whole thing is, how dare you? How dare you provide, you know, these poor children would never have done anything wrong if, if only those evil, you know, 80% lower companies, those ghost gun companies hadn't, you know, been out there and done all these things. Johnny never would have become a drug dealer. Oh, wait, Johnny was a drug dealer beforehand. I see. Okay. Anyway, here was one of the money quotes for me out of this article. So about halfway into the article, there's this paragraph. And it talks about the companies themselves. And it says some companies sell the frames or receivers, these 80% lowers, with a jig in which, you know, the, to place the parts and help users drill and finish the gun. Some sell all the necessary parts. Online videos provide instructions. Making a homemade gun isn't illegal, but transferring an unserialized, uh, unserialized gun to someone else is illegal. Okay, great. A piece of truth in there. Then here's the next paragraph. 
Because many ghost gun parts manufacturers do not consider their 80% frames or receivers to be firearms, they do not believe they are required to conduct any background checks or refuse to sell to teenagers. Now, there is so much hubris. I mean, this is like partially on, but partially off. Since because many gun because manufacturers do not consider their 80% frames or receivers to be firearms, they don't believe they're required to get that. That has nothing to do. I could consider myself to be, I mean, we're not assuming the gender of these firearms, right? This is not some kind of personal preference. The federal government has said for years that 80% frames or receivers are not fire. This is, but it's, it's like they're acting like, oh, they're so high and mighty, they've decided not to participate. Because many manufacturers don't consider their 80% frames to be firearms, they don't believe they're required to conduct any background check or refuse to sell. That It's not their choice. That's federal law. But you could see, this is how they're framing the argument. And because people don't know, the average person who is, you know, the non-gun culture person has no idea. This is the Washington Post. They're taking this stuff for gospel, right? Oh, because they don't consider their frames to be firearms. They don't believe they're required. And then the next sentence goes on to be, for years, the maker of Ghost Guns parts pointed to letters issued by the ATF that ruled that an unfinished frame or receiver was not a gun. Y- Yes, of course they did, because the ATF was the regulatory authority over their industry. What we're doing is legal because they say it's legal, not because we just believed hard enough that it's legal. I mean, I just I read through this article and then I went back and I thought, is this just me? Is this my own internal bias or is this whole thing just dripping with disdain for gun owners, manufacturers, people in the industry. It is just amazing. This is a national news publication that came out. I mean, technically, of course, any manufacturer believes that their stuff is legal. But not only do they believe it, they have le- they pointed to letters from the ATF that ruled... It's not just their belief. That is what the government has said for years. But see how they framed this? See how they framed this argument? It's the manufacturers who are the evil ones that because they believe this, it's like just because their belief is more important than the lives of the children and everything else. And, of course, there are story after story after story in here about how Kids have shot each other or things have done wrong or they're accidental shootings and all this kind of stuff. The bottom line is, is that bad people are going to do bad things and that the number of instances of ghost gun ownership in the United States compared to the rest of. I mean, there was 20 plus million Knicks background checks last year. And over the course of the last, what was it, four years, five years, they found 698 uh 698 uh, ghost guns were recovered in like three or four years. Out of just last year, 20 million Knicks background checks. That is a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percentile. But see, they're going to make a big deal out of it because they can't control that. The ghost guns. 
But just that one sentence, because manufacturers don't consider their 80% frames to be firearms, they don't believe they're required to conduct a, they aren't required to conduct a background check. And because that's what the law says. This, this, this whole, the coverage of this whole article is just, and of course they leave the image with, they leave the story with the image of two dead kids. Because this is all about the emotion and not about the facts. And it's about the facts as they see them and as they can spin them. Because it's just those companies that believe it. I mean, regular average people, you know, they're not they're not going to believe it. But boy, those, yeah, no. Mm. It's, it's just absolutely astonishing. Now... It, I want to know how many of you out there have actually built your own guns. I mean, you don't have to tell me how many or anything else, but I mean, I have built guns over the years. Um, I have never done an 80% receiver, but I have collected bits and parts and pieces, traded, swapped for things. I remember one time I swapped for a bunch of gun parts. I had a bunch of different variety of gun parts and stuff. And a guy, he had a box of stuff and I'm like... You know, I, I, this is none of the stuff that I need. He goes, I got a bunch of stuff here I don't need. I said, okay, can I, you know, we ended up swapping a couple boxes of stuff and I'm digging through. I didn't even really bother to look through it, right? So about a year later, I go through and I'm digging into the bottom of the box and I open it up and there's a grocery sack with three AR-15 receivers. Great. Um, I, uh, let's build an AR. So I did. I'm like, that's fun. That was great. I mean, it's a, it's a good hobby. It's fun. It's enjoyable. There's, you know, there takes some skill. You got to make sure everything's put together properly. You got to assemble everything. You got to get it all just right. And it was great. It was, in fact, it was one of the rifles that I took down when I went to the front site uh, combat rifle course is, is one of the rifles that I built. And I, I just had a fantastic time. Um, and so how many of you out there have done that, built your own, either out of pieces and parts or built an 80% kit? This is not something like, you know, they, they, they make it sound like that you're waxing your, your mustache in your lair. They're waiting to go. And these poor, poor, pitiful kids just got caught up in the, they just got caught up in the bat. You know, these, these kids would have been fine. Uh, if not for those evil guns, those kids would have been perfect little angels, except for. The first paragraph of the story again, he was already an admitted drug dealer, already had mental health issues, had already been in the courts at 18 years old, was already basically a convicted felon, already a prohibited person. And then they go through the list again of talking about uh, other prohibited people who have purchased and, and built and done all this kind of stuff. Criminals are going to break the law, folks. I mean, I just hate to tell you that. I hate to break your your I hate to break your shiny little heart and and just, you know, just sap your your belief in the goodness of the basic goodness of humanity, but criminals are going to break the law. And that's what this is all about. It really in the long run. This is just another avenue that people have been trying it's another way cuz again, most criminals, this is a lot of work. To make a gun is quite a bit of work. You can do it. Um, you know, it may take you a, a few hours to get it done. You can do it, but it's not something. Most criminals are not that ambitious. They will just go steal a gun from somebody else. Or they will go to a friend that they have, and then the frat friend stole the gun, and then they will buy the gun from the friend. I mean, it's a whole industry, right? It's a whole industry. 
most criminals are not going to be ambitious enough to make their own firearms. What this is really about is preventing the rest of us from making our own firearms. That's really what it's about there. That's, uh, that's, that's just crazy. Um, all right. Um, if you, uh, yeah, I have two 80% builds and they're absolutely legal. If you want to sell to an FFL dealer, a serial number would have to be added. All is very legal. You are incorrect. That, I, that's a, I, it's what I said. Building at 80% is legal. I don't know, Gary, what you're listening to. Apparently he's listening to another program, but building and making your own firearms has always been legal in the United States. I mean, again, except for certain jurisdictions where the local laws are different. But that's something that is the most American thing you can do. Of course you can build your own firearms. It's just illegal to transfer without a serial number. Easy. I mean, easy. And all you have to do is put your own serial number on it, and you can, and then you can transfer it to your friend or relative or whatever. You're not supposed to sell them, right, until they hit the books and they're fully registered and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, you can make your own. Never said you couldn't. That's the whole point of this, Gary. They're all legal. What they're trying to do is make them illegal. That's my whole point. I hate it when somebody comes in halfway through a rant and misses, I guess, the full point of it. The full point of it is 80% guns or kit guns or pieces and parts. It's always been legal to make your own firearm. And it should remain so. But just because criminals going to be criminals doesn't mean that you, your law, the law-abiding American, has to uh, take a back seat on that. Okay. Um... Damn, that was a that was a quick segment. We're gonna uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we got more coming up. I want to do a little gun Q and A. We're gonna talk about some of this other stuff. We'll talk about some of the other stories that are going on, including um, this. Did you hear the story out of Delaware where this gal stole half a million rounds of ammunition from a Cabela's? And guess who's being prosecuted now? Yeah, I mean, your head is going to explode when you hear this. We'll be back with more. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke Show. All right, we're in the break right now. Uh, we got one line on hold. I see a caller just called in here, and uh, let me get their name and where they're calling from, and we'll figure this out. Good morning, caller. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name's Webb from Anchor Point. Okay, Webb, you want to hold the line? We'll be right back to you, okay? That'd be fine, but I can give you my point right now if you don't mind. Okay, sure, go ahead. What you said about you build a gun and then you put your own serial number on it and then you can transfer it to a um, family member or something like that, that is not correct. You, you cannot 
you cannot put a serial number on it. Otherwise, that makes you a, a gun manufacturer, and that is illegal. That's so just leave it without the serial number then. Well, the thing about ghost guns is you manufacture it for yourself. But if you manufacture it and anybody else receives it, it doesn't matter if they have a serial number on it. It's still manufacturing. You can't, you can't transfer that, that weapon. So um, the best thing to do is to just teach every, your kids and everybody you know how to build a gun. Right. I mean, I have a hard enough time trying to sell a gun anyway. I don't ever really want to sell any of my full finished guns. I mean, I've sold tons of parts and pieces and bips and bobs over the years. But I can't think of maybe I've only sold maybe three or four guns in my entire life because I want them. That's the thing. I don't need to have a serial number on it because I'm not giving it to anybody else. I want it for myself. That's the whole point. And I agree. And I think the I'm I'm not sure about it, but I think the only way that maybe a family member could um, acquire the gun would be through an inheritance or or something like that. Or you might just be able to give it to them, but. Putting a serial number on it and giving to it to them does not make that anything more than what it is. This is a home-built gun. That's all it is. You know, so I've built several ARs, and I've had a lot of people watch me do it and go, "Ah, I want to build one or build me one." I said, "I can't build you one, but you know what? I can I can help you build it. I'll stand there and make sure you do everything just right, and right. you end up with a beautiful weapon that." you built that you take pride in and you love doing and there you go all right i really wish i could be on air with you mike because i really appreciate your show but i'm arriving at work now and uh well have a good day web go. thank uh ha have a uh, have a good day web thanks for calling in i appreciate it uh appreciate you uh ringing us up here this morning and correcting me i'm not always right I'm not always right. I've never put serial numbers on anything that I built um, simply because, well, I guess most of the bits and bobs I had already had serial numbers, but it didn't matter. Again, it wasn't like I was going to get rid of it. It wasn't like I was going to get rid of it. Um, all right. The, it looks like it was the other way around. The story now changes. Uh, it was the other way around. The Halenka ran over an anchored boat off Seldovia. Um, dragged it right under. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, it ran right over. There was two people at anchored off Soldovia, and they got they were pulled from the water. Oof, man. Okay, well that's a whole different deal. That's a whole different deal. Big boat hitting smaller boat at anchor. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Um. I'm going through, going through everything else. Anything else here? Um, uh, and yeah, I don't know why Gary did. Did I ever say that it was illegal? I'm confused. I hate it when somebody said something that is 180 degrees opposite. You know, it's like I was saying something <clears throat> completely different. You are incorrect. It's all very legal. Um, I mean, uh, that's not what I said. I never said it was illegal. I said it was legal. I said exactly what you said. Again, it's, it's that selective, it's selective hearing. 
or again, people just miss here. Or maybe I, maybe I, you know, trust me, you talk 10 hours a week off the hip and you could, uh, you know, you can misspeak. Even though you think that you're thinking one thing, you could actually use the, you know, illegal or legal. You could accidentally interpose those words. So maybe it was. I don't know. Anyway, you're right, Gary. 100% right. Legal. Legal, legal, legal. Okay. Um, what else we got here? We're 30 seconds out. What uh, was... Uh, um, what else? Oh, here's here's the one other thing that I wanted to talk about. Yep, this is the story. All right, we're coming back into it. Here we go. We're going to jump back into it, uh, talking about this uh, theft in Delaware. Uh, this thing is, uh, this story is amazing. You're going to, your head's going to explode on this. I guarantee it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share, like and follow. Let's do this thing. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the program, and happy Friday to you, TGIFF. Thank goodness it's Firearms Friday, that one day a week where we get a chance to chat about the issues that we care about, especially those surrounding the Second Amendment and gun rights and more. Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from Season 4 of Top Shot, will be joining us here in just a little bit. This is the fastest two hours in radio. I can't believe we're already almost at the end of hour one. Um, uh, anyway, this was the story that just, it, it just, it's blowing my mind. You may or may not have heard about this. Um, this was going on down in Delaware, of all places. Um, a 39-year-old felon in Delaware named Daniel Brook, uh, Danielle Brookins. She's an, she's an admitted felon, multiple-time loser. She's admitted to stealing more than half a million rounds of ammunition over the course of a year and selling those pilfered rounds to gang members in Philadelphia and Dover. Now, here's the... I have so many questions. Half a million... 500 thousand rounds of ammunition over the course of just a year brett what i i gotta wait i need i need a calculator here i need the cat where's my calculator here i need the i need the maths i need to do the maths uh let's just say i mean if she worked every day of the year right five hundred thousand rounds divided by 365 she would have to steal almost 1500 rounds of a day for a full year. I mean, what are you just, you're not just putting that down your pants. You're not putting 1500, you're not putting 1500 rounds in your purse. My God, what is going All right. Anyway, 39 year old woman, half a million rounds, selling them to gangs across the state. You'd think that this woman would be the poster child 
she would be the example that the Justice Department, that the Delaware uh, court system, that the process, you would think that these would be the ones that they would want you to go after, right? I mean, this would be splashing on the front page. Zero tolerance. You, you buy, especially since they could trace it specifically back to the gangs themselves, she is the gang's drug gun drug supplier, right? She's she's providing them with the ammo for all these guns. You would think that they would want to throw the book at this woman very publicly. So she's now entered a guilty plea in state court to one count of possession of ammunition by a prohibited person. And in exchange was handed down an awfully light sentence. Her sentence? Report to a drug drug diversion program. That's it. That's it. No jail time. She could have gotten eight years in prison under state law, and if they've referred her case to the Department of Justice because of, I mean, I guess it could have been criminal enterprise, could have been RICO, could have been all. Anyway, she could have been looking at a decade behind bars under federal jurisdiction as well on top of this. Instead, she gets to avoid prison altogether. You want to know what the irony of this situation is? Now the Delaware Department of Justice has turned its attention to Cabela's, where she received her five-finger discount. And now they're asking, they're they're not asking, they're demanding to see Cabela's records on all of their loss prevention policies and more. I mean, this is, this is the whole, I mean, I'm just, now they're going to turn the tide and it's going to be Cabela's fault. Uh, the Department of Justice demanding to see all of Cabela's records, specifically its loss prevention policies. They also want to see the records of other Cabela's and its sister store, Bass Pro Shop, within 100 miles of where this gal operated. They came out last month publicly saying that they're investigating if Cabela violated state laws, including the firearms industry's public nuisance law, through its hands-off approach to shoplifting. I mean, first of all, I do have one question for Cabela's. I mean, do you not notice that a half a million rounds of ammunition went missing? Do you just consider that to be shrinkage? Is that just the cost? Half a million? And how did she do? I'm so, I have so many questions. Half a million rounds over the course of a year. Again, if you were working every single day like it was your job, it's 1,500 rounds. I mean, first of all, Somebody would notice your face, right? I mean, was she working for them? Was she there as a customer? How did, I just, I, man, inquiring minds want to know. Cabela's has not responded to requests for comment, but in court filings, uh, it objected to the subpoena, calling it overbroad and saying the summons seeks documents containing trade secrets, confidential business, or other proprietary information. They also objected to the DOJ's refusal to postpone the subpoena's already passed return date pending a decision in the NSSF federal lawsuit against Jennings that challenges the constitutionality of the nuisance law to begin with. And, I mean, basically the D- Delaware DOJ is saying Cabela should have kept all its ammunition under lock and key and inaccessible to customers and is creating a public nuisance by doing so. 
But I mean, that's insane. You you slap the wrist of the actual criminal, and then you go after the law, but the people that that are providing jobs and adding to the economy and everything else. I mean, th- this is in response to questions about uh, the chick receiving the light sentence, the light deal. The DOJ spokesperson said the defendant pleaded guilty to the highest level offense she faced. She was cooperative and the state recognizes her readiness to take responsibility. What? That was the high. I have so many questions about this. So many. All right, let's uh, go over to the phones and see what you guys have to say. 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. We got a new caller over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, good morning, Mike. How you doing? It's Fred in Rhode Island. How you been? Hello, Fred. How are you, my friend? Very good. Very good, sir. Hey, uh, you know, there's, there's, an, there's, an old, there's a new new saying I just heard the other day, which makes a whole lot of sense. You know, you, you can take... Let me, let me get this right. Uh, you can lead a liberal progressive to the facts, but you can't make them believe it. You can't make them believe them. <laughs> Kind of like the oak, you can't lead a you yeah. Can't, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Right. I mean, you can lead so him to the facts. Like a yeah. lot of these. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, you know they, this whole thing. I, I suspect there's a little bit of there's a little bit of a mis, misinformation in that five hundred thousand rounds. I mean that 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 that's insane. I mean I don't know if that BS is trying to make Cabela's look like a bunch of fools that shouldn't be dealing in the firearms industry. Or what? But I, I suspect there's a lot of there's a lot of BS in there that, that doesn't doesn't fly. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out again how. First of all, Cabela's obviously would miss five hundred thousand rounds. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out. Oh yeah, I'm sure they yeah, would. I mean, how does she get it out? Even you know, because it's not like Cabela's really sells a whole lot of case slot ammo. They're selling it by the box. Fifty rounds, fifty box, you know, rounds of fifty at a time. That's a lot of boxes. I mean, is she walking out with a backpack? Does she have a hand cart? I mean, what's she doing? I mean, it's got to be a couple of truck trailer loads of nothing else. You know, that's crazy. I don't know how you do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, I don't know that much about Delaware. Uh, you're often you're. I don't know that. I don't know that much about Delaware. You're off in that end of the world. Is it that much different from the rest of the country? It just sounds like they've totally got everything backwards there. Yeah, well, like I say, that's why I suspect that there's a little BS involved with that. I think that there's someone, either they, either they add a couple of extra zeros to the number of rounds that she was actually stealing, or, you know, like I say, the whole, the whole, thing, is fact, the whole thing is fictional. You know, I, I, I suspect right. that they're, it's one of those things, it's kind of like what they did to Walmart. You know, they came, Bloomberg went over and talked to the president of Walmart. The next thing you know, Walmart's only selling 22 ammunition, no more handgun ammunition, and they really cut back on their, their firearms department. As far as like what they carry, at least in this part of the world, yeah. Because you know they, you know, Bloomberg went and leaned on the uh, leaned on the, the, the you know the CEO of, of Walmart, right, you know, right, he, he right. Knuckled under. I don't know. They made some kind of a sweetheart deal, but next thing you know, and Dick's Dick's Sporting Goods. I don't know if they're up in Alaska or not, but it, same thing. They eliminated all their firearms. You know that Bloomberg Bloomberg went and leaned on, and then you get clowns like you get that bomb throwing anarchist Soros. Him and his him and his crazy kids. You know, they sit there and they prop up these, these, these attorney generals 
with the no bail, low bail, you know, don't don't jail anybody, don't prosecute anybody for anything. And then they wonder why there's a big crime problem in right. the country. But then again, they want to go after everybody's firearms, which are not the problem. It's the criminals, but they're not going to prosecute the criminals. Why? Because they want to, like I said, it's a global, it's a globalist conspiracy. I am convinced of that. No one, I don't think anybody can change my mind. <laughs> well, Fred, I mean, I just got to say, even if they, even if they, uh, uh, even if they overtold the story, even if it wasn't 500,000, even if it was 50,000 rounds, the fact that they're going to try and prosecute the business instead of the criminal is just so egregious to me. I don't even know what to say. Fred, hold the line. Folks, we're out of time. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio, Hour 2, Dead Ahead. I mean, like I was saying, Fred, even if it wasn't 500,000, it was just 50,000, which, again... 50,000 rounds, that's a lot of, I mean, that'd be 150 rounds a day for a full year to be able to do that, which, I mean, I suppose you could hide three boxes of ammo in your purse every day for a year, but wouldn't people recognize you after a year if you're there every day? I don't know. It just seems so ridiculous that they let the criminal, they let the actual criminal free, but the business is now on the hook to suffer. I think that's a deliberate, that was a deliberate thing. And I don't, I don't think it was a conspiracy. I think they just had the opportunity to kind of twist things around to their own to their own favor, if you know what I mean. You know, the liberal progressive BS of, you know, let's get rid of the Second Amendment, which is the bottom line of what they're, what, what, you know, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I just got to say, I, I find it, I just find it insane. I mean, we, we, we really literally are living in topsy-turvy land. When the criminal is is prepared, is protected with no jail time, nothing else, gets a light sentence, does whatever else, and well, it it, it, it seems like it's all part of it's all part of the big plan. I mean, I don't know what the big plan is. I really probably don't want to know what the big plan is. To be honest with you. Yeah. Well, but I, anyway, it, it, it's it's part of their big the big plan to either get rid of the Second Amendment. Because that's the only thing that stands between them and total control over all all of, all of our society, and uh, you know, and the thing is, though, well, it has to be exposed. You know, starting with the media, call them out every time they they tell they tell a little white lie or a big one, call them out right away, make you know, expose them, and eventually they'll get around to the fact that maybe she keep our mouth shut because we hang ourselves with our own rope, and uh, you know, and then just go from there. Expose, yeah. Like 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 that whole thing in the White House with the cocaine. They don't know who's. Co- they know. They know who it was. They're just keeping it tight. They're bury. They're gonna bury that as deep as they can dig the hole. Yeah, you're 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 right on That's that. Crap. Yeah. All right. Well, Fred, it's good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in today. Okay. You have a good week. You too, my okay. friend. Good to talk with you, uh, Fred from uh, Rhode Island. There. Uh, one woman's frequent pawning of ammunition sold exclusively at Cabela's prompted an investigation that now has the Department of Justice of Delaware looking into what they call lax shoplifting prevention packages. Um, I'm just going through here. I, I want to see what the, I, I just want to see investigation began after 39 year old Daniela M. Brookins told investigators she'd shoplifted half a million rounds um, of ammunition from the store over a year's time. And in addition to pawning the stolen ammo, she explained that she sold it to gangs in the Philadelphia and Dover area where she lived. Um, 
in, in exchange, in pleading guilty in April to possession of ammunition by a prohibited per, person, she was sentenced to a drug diversion program. In exchange for her plea, the charges of shoplifting and resisting arrest were dismissed. Uh, half a million rounds. Um, oh. People making disturbing response from Cabela. People making straw purchases at Cabela that end with deadly results in Delaware have been chronicled in court filings and news accounts. In 2016, a federal prosecutor arrested federal prosecutors arrested a man making straw purchases of guns at Cabela's. Darius Shields Dryden was accompanied by teens who he had who he had bought their was accompanied by teens who he had bought their weapons of choice. The guns would be used by young young Wilmington gang members. Uh, a lot of straw purchases. Uh, why would Cabela's leave ammunition and some rifles on their display store where the public could access them? Uh, unfortunately, I'm just going through this whole thing here. Um, I just, I mean, first of all, half a million rounds. Uh, little is known about Brookins outside court documents. She was convicted at the age of 24 for unlawful use of a payment card. All right. She's already a con woman. Uh, she was selling prescription drugs uh, inside of Kmart. Uh, last year, she said she was one of four people who conspired to steal ammunition from a brass bass pro shop. That's another charge. Um, Burkins and others, according to police, loaded ammunition into the vehicle's trunk, leaving the woman behind. They would pawn the ammunition. Um, it was easy to steal, they said. Uh, on one, on more than 20 occasions, she would place boxes of ammo in the shopping cart covered by her coat. She added others were also shoplifting ammunition for the store that they were doing so before she started stealing. Um, she told investigators she was well known to employees and at least one supervisor who saw her often in the store. They did not typically confront her or take action to prevent her shoplifting. She said she would sell the ammo at about a third of its retail price to pawn shops. She would also sell ammo to gang related individuals in Philadelphia, making more than a hundred thousand dollars i mean and this is part of the problem with that zero tolerance or that not zero tolerance the hands-off policy of well just let them steal it it's just part of doing business it's ammunition you just don't let that oh man it's just it's it's insane i mean <laughs> Half a million rounds of ammunition. She just put a bunch of bunch of ammunition in the bottom of her cart, throw her coat over it, and walk it out, and load it in her car. And they wouldn't do anything. The people knew. Like I said, if you did that every day, they would know your face. <clears throat> okay, I'm sorry. Um. Anyway, uh, I I I guess I'm just I have so many questions about all that. I don't know where to begin. Yeah, respect the hustle, says Eskimo Libertarian. Exactly. Ooh, man, she's doing good. All right, here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
Whoa, buddy. Put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns. One for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Where's my gun? This is for the Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature right here on the Michael Duke Show. Good morning and welcome back to the program. Oh, just another beautiful Friday. Yesterday, I mean, it's a little cloudy out there. It's supposed to clear up down here in South Central this afternoon for a few hours and get nice and sunny, and then it's supposed to rain like cats and dogs later tonight. So, one way or the other, we're gonna we're gonna be having a. It's yesterday was so nice. I am I'm tired. I went out and spent a good three hours. We went up on top of a mountain where uh, the towers are for my radio stations and. Uh, we were doing some work on the transmitters, and we were just covered in sweat and mosquitoes uh, for about three hours, the engineer and I. And, uh, well, I was a whipped puppy when I got home last night. Uh, but it was, oh, so beautiful. So absolutely so beautiful and sunshiny. It was like the first true day of, I mean, the 13th of July was like the first true day, true day of summer. So, so pretty. We're hoping today is uh, is just the same. Welcome back to the program, and thank you for coming in. It is Firearms Friday. It's hour two of the big radio broadcast, and we are ready to go. Coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes, 12 minutes or so, we'll be picking it up with Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from season four of the uh, television show Top Shot on the History Channel. Uh, he's going to come on and share with us some of his thoughts about things that are going on around the world and around the country. Um, and uh, then, of course, we're going to finish up the show with Willie Waffle because that's that's how we roll around here. Willie Waffle. Uh, it'll be fun stuff, including we're going to talk about that new movie, The Sounds of Freedom, the Jim Caviezel movie that's getting just hammered by the media and by the uh, elites in the entertainment complex, although... Everybody that I've seen that's uh, talked to that's seen the movie and all all the buzz from the actual general public is that it's fantastic. Um, but the critics and the, oh, man, they're just, it's all a QAnon conspiracy, apparently, uh, which is just crazy. I uh, want to say thank you again. Uh, yesterday, I put out a plea on the radio, uh, which I know has nothing to do with radio, um, uh, to uh, go out and check out my YouTube channel, which is where we simulcast the show every morning on YouTube and on Facebook. Uh, and I said I was just about, I don't remember what I said, 38 or 40 people away from uh, hitting a partner on YouTube, um, getting close, getting real close. And last hour I put out a couple more. I, just, I said it again, and I'm only down right now. I only need 13 more subscribers 
So thank you to the folks in the last hour who did it. I'm not going to beg too much more, but I am so close I can taste it. And right now, only 13 subscribers away from hitting partner. So if you have a YouTube account and you don't ever use it to watch the show, that's fine. But if you go over to YouTube and you subscribe to the channel and you uh, maybe hit the little bell icon to ring it to let, you know, give you notifications for when we go live. First of all, that'd give you a notification that you could turn your radio on. You could listen on the radio. You don't have to listen on YouTube. If you're a Facebook user and whatever, but you have a YouTube account. Anyway, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. Only 13 more subscribers to go. And boom, I'll be in like Flynn, baby. Just another way to help out the program. Non-monetary. Doesn't even cost you anything. Man, How? what more could you ask for on that? Doesn't even cost you anything. Um, all right. So we've just been talking about this story. Uh, and, and it got better over the top of the hour, folks. While we were in commercial break, I was reading along with the chat room. I found another story that told a little more detail about this uh, whole thing in Delaware. And to catch you up, if you're just joining us, a woman in Delaware a convicted felon, a prohibited person, 39-year-old Delaware woman, was able to steal over half a million rounds over the course of a year from a local Cabela's. And she was pawning the ammunition off and uh, selling it to pawn shops and selling it to gang members in Philadelphia and uh, Dover. Uh, She was selling selling for criminal activities. Half a million rounds. Now you'd think that somebody like this would be the poster child for being convicted. They want to conv- they want to throw the book at this woman, right? <clears throat> Turns out, no. She gets a slap on the wrist, and in fact, gets no jail time. Is put into a drug diversion program, and instead, the Delaware Department of Justice is now going after Cabela's for lax shoplifting policies. <laughs> But anyway, uh, we got into it. I, I found another story on it. Now, first and foremost, this woman is also facing charges on another incident that happened. So she she may get away on this one. Maybe she won't get away on the other one. I don't know. Uh, she's also currently facing charges related to theft of ammunition from a Bass Pro shop near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, from March of last year. And she's a, she's scheduled for another plea hearing in that case next month. Will the Pennsylvania prosecutors go easy on her like the Delaware ones did? Will they go after Bass Pro Shop? I don't know. This story in Yahoo says that she made $100,000 in selling all that ammunition over the last year. She said she would sell the ammo to about a third of its retail price to Delaware pawn shops. She would also sell ammo to gang-related individuals in Philadelphia and Dover, making more than $100,000. And again, I did the math. I broke it down. Half a million rounds means that if she went to Cabela's every day for a full year, 365 days, she would have to be stealing 1,500 rounds a day. I'm just, I'm, I am just, I'm, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a gog. I'm a gog right now. Absolutely a gog as to what would happen with this. It just, my my head, she gonna explode because I have so many questions about how, and, and she and she actually answered some of the questions in this Yahoo article. She said she would, uh, uh, um, how did she do it? She said it was easy to steal. 
Um, it was easy to steal ammunition out in the open shelves and security was lacking is the reason she gave for the shoplifting score. She explained on more than 20 occasions, she would place boxes of ammo in the shopping cart covered by her coat. She added others were also shoplifting ammunition from the store and that they'd been doing so before she started. She told investigators that while she was well known to employees and at least one supervisor who saw her often in the store, they did not typically confront her or take action to prevent her shoplifting. Now, maybe that's a corporate policy. And corporate's like, no, we just don't interfere with a shoplifter. I, I, I mean, to which I don't, I've never understood that policy. I know they're like, we don't want the liability. We don't want this. We don't want that. That just encourages that kind of behavior. I mean, and a half a minute, what would she do? I mean, on 20 occasions, on 20 occasions, not 365, 20 occasions, that cart would be impossible to move. That cart would weigh 500 pounds if she was trying to move half a million rounds of ammo on 20, just in 20 separate occasions. I just, I mean, I just don't even know what to say. Just don't even know what to say. 25,000 rounds of ammo in a cart. I'm going to let this one go. I mean, my head is just, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around it. But this is what they're doing. Now they're going to go after Cabela's instead of going after the actual criminal who did the thing. They're going to blame Cabela's. That is like blaming a woman for her assault because of the way she dressed. You got assaulted because of the way you dressed. That just. Uh, it, it does not compute. It does not. Com and I guess, thankfully so. I guess if I understood it, um, you know, I would be part of it. Um, anyway, uh, let's go back. Uh, let's go back here. And uh, take a look at some of the other stories that are going around. Um, you know, Oncanto, uh, uh, Wisconsin, Oncanto County, Wisconsin, is like many other towns and cities across the United States. They passed a resolution declaring its support for the Second Amendment. But the resolution, which was adopted back in May by a 29 to 1 vote, is now drawing criticism, not from gun control groups who largely uh, ignored the Second Amendment sanctuary ordinances, but from the Freedom From Religion Foundation, which objects to the supposedly divisive language found in the resolution. The national nonprofit organization uh, is criticizing wording where a quote-unquote lack of faith is cited as a factor that helps produce violence. I, I, this is the Freedom From Religion Foundation. The Supreme Court has said time and time again that the First Amendment requires government neutrality between religion and religion and between religion and non-religion. The board's resolution that a lack of faith is a contributing factor in the rise of violence in the community impermissibly sends the message that the board favors, favors community members who are religious over those who are non-religious. The organization requested that the board rescind the resolution and amend it to remove the lack of faith lack of faith from the list of societal issues that could cause violence. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I guess the, this is the, I mean, at least it wasn't over the gun part of it. No, it was over the fact that it, somebody said that a lack of faith is one of the reasons why we're facing gun violence today. I mean, I know no atheist is going to 
to support and jump on board with that. But I think a lack of faith or a loss of faith has contributed greatly to a lot of the things we're seeing in uh, in our uh, uh, in our uh, the violence that we're seeing in the uh, in the country right now. Uh, absolutely, positively crazy. Um, the president's gun uh, executive orders have been following and falling one by one. Uh, first of all, executive orders is not, it was never intended as to be a way to create laws. And we're already seeing some pushback on that. We're seeing pushback on administrative agencies like the ATF and others and the EPA, where they're saying you don't have the right or the legal authority to do the things that you're trying to do because that's Congress's job. We know that Congress has kind of abrogated and abdicated that authority to uh, these other agencies anyway. Um, But President Joe Biden, never letting a crisis go to waste, has decided to try and take these things on with gun control. For example, if he can't pass it, um, he's going to try and do it through executive fiat. Congress isn't interested in taking up a lot of the things that he wants to talk about, for example, ghost guns. And so he uses them uh, through the ATF to essentially declare them illegal and calls it a day. But that didn't work out. That that didn't work out. Numerous federal gun control policies enacted by the Biden administration via executive order have faced extensive scrutiny in federal courts with jurisdictions over matters arising in Texas. The latest rule being implemented last year seeking to regulate home-built firearms kits. Texas residents... uh, Jennifer Vanderstork and Michael Andrew, along with the Firearms Policy Coalition, challenged the rule and won. The ATF claimed there were 692 instances of ghost guns being used in homicides or attempted homicides over the course of several years. It's a significant time period. BATF issued a statement when the rule was published last year explaining that it was prompted by a proliferation of untraceable guns without serial numbers. The ATF claimed it would help prevent those from prohibiting for, it would help prevent those prohibited by law from attaining a gun such as convicted felons. Again, ghost guns include those that have had their serial numbers wiped. So I don't know how again All these things are starting to fall apart for the Biden administration, and I am not unhappy about that. All right, we got more coming up. Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion, Season 4, joining us here in just a second. Back with more, The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion. I got a little long-winded there. Um, is in the green room right now. Um, yo, Chris has got to go do supervisor work. He's got to go do supervisor work. He's got to go. He's got workmen in his place, and he's got to stand there with a hot cup of coffee and go, nope, to the left. Nope, to the right. To the left. To the right. Yep, just perfect right there. Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion. Is they're putting a chandelier in your joint? Is that what's going on? You're putting a new light fixture in? Got to make sure it's centered perfectly? Yeah, yeah, I got the chandelier. 
<laughs> exactly. And um, literally what you just described is is what's going to happen a little to the left. He's no, got... no, a little back, you know, a little forward. And uh, here's, here's, here's my cup of coffee. He's got his <laughs> cup of coffee. He's like, yep, nope, nope, no, back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. Right, oh, right there. Just yeah. nailed it right on the head. <laughs> that's, the, that's just the right spot right there. It's, it's perfect <laughs> right there. Uh, all right. Well, Chris, you, you know, we'll go until you uh, can go about 37 after is what I have uh, scheduled for right yeah, now. Perfect. So uh, we'll get you going on. Um, boy, I've been stuck on a couple stories today. I had a whole slew of stories, but I got, did you hear about this thing in Delaware um, where the gal shoplifted a bunch of ammo? Uh, no. Okay, I so I'll, I'll get your comment on this. I mean, I want to talk about okay. ghost guns because that's the big. Uh, the first per- part of the show today was a big push about ghost guns and how, man, the Washington Post. Let me read you this. This because this this came right out of the Washington Post this morning or yesterday. This was the this was the 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 sentence or the paragraph that got me. They're going on and on about how bad it is and all these teens are getting guns and, you know, they're. here's what it says. Because many ghost gun parts manufacturers do not consider their 80% receivers to be firearms, they don't believe they're required to conduct any background checks or to refuse to sell to teenagers. That's it. Because the manufacturers believe that they're not guns, they just don't do it. Of course, then they follow up later with a single sentence that says, for years, the makers of ghost gun parts... Uh, pointed to letters issued by the ATF that ruled that an unfinished frame or receiver was not a gun. I mean, that's the whole point. If they're acting like, oh, just because you believe it. Oh, see see how evil they are. They just believe that they're not guns, so they're yeah. going to do those things. Not This is a regulated industry, you know? And it's like the government has said, oh, look, they're just pointing to the letter to say the government. It's that whole thing. So that was the first part of the show this morning. But I got onto this story. This gal in Delaware, she got busted. She had stolen a half a million rounds of ammo from Cabela's over the course of a year. She admitted to it, and she was selling the ammo to gangs in Philadelphia and Dover. And she got busted. She made 100000 bucks a year. Uh, And you'd think Delaware would be like, oh, she's the poster child. Let's prosecute her. They put her in a drug diversion program, and now they're going after Cabela's for lax shoplifting policies. <laughs> wow, that is, oh my gosh, and so that is wild. That is so bad. I that just, so I just, bad. I just did the math, man. I'm like, okay, so let's just say 365 days, half a million rounds. You would have to be stealing 1,500 rounds a day for a full yeah. year to get half a million. How? I mean. And yet you're not going to prosecute her. She made $100,000 pawning this stuff off and selling it to gang members. You're not going to. I, I just don't even know that, what to say. Yeah, that, that, that sounds like one of the worst, you know, crimes, right? It's like you're, you're, not just, you're not just committing one crime, right, and stealing a product, but then you're giving that to a criminal, a, a criminal element, yeah. right, and, and supporting gangs and gang activity you think this uh, would be like a rico thing i mean she's you know furthering a criminal enterprise she's putting other people at risk how many people have been shot with ammunition she provided i mean you think this would be the poster child for this kind of stuff and i'm kind of hung up on this story this morning I'll, i'll be i'll be the first to admit it but i am just so blown away she gets zero jail time oh by the way she's still facing a charge from robbing ammunition from a bass pro shop last oh, year geez. so she's got another court hearing next month i mean this is dude it's insane it is absolutely insane <laughs> all right 
I'm going to give Chris his full steam. We could talk about that if he wants or whatever. We're just going to we're just going to riff here for a bit. Chris Chang, our guest, Top Shot Champion, Season Four, author of the book Shoot to Win. Uh, we return here, the Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. Like, share, follow. Only twelve. I only need twelve more subscribers to become a partner on YouTube. It's amazing. Finally, here we go. Jump back into it. Let's let's do this thing. Here we go. What the hell's an assault weapon? You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve a lot of problems. Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider the Michael Dukes show assault radio? <laughs> okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. The look on Chris's face while that was playing. Have you never heard that before, Chris? Have you never No, heard? I have not. <laughs> that is the funniest bit. She's on YouTube and oh she's my a, God. she's a satirical comedian and she did that bit about nine years ago where she talks about her whole experience of going to the gun store and telling the gun store guy, I don't want a murder gun, I want a protection gun, you know? Yeah. It is the funniest thing you have ever heard. I laugh so hard. But the oh look on gosh. your face, you'll have to go back and watch the video because the look on yeah. your face as you're, you're like reaching like, up and touch, you're touching your earbud like, is she saying what I think she's saying? Chris Chang joins us, Top Shot Champions. If you cannot have fun, my friend, why are we here, right? If you can't have fun, exactly. what's going on? Uh, Chris, of course, is the uh, Season 4 champion of Top Shot. He's also a spokesperson for the National Shooting Sports Foundation, uh, co-creator of the uh, Asian American Pacific Gun Owners Association, and um, author of the book Shoot to Win. I mean, the guy wears so many hats, he makes me feel like a sloth, right? Uh, and, uh, of course, he's got a whole new series of gun videos that I know we want to talk about because next month is... National Shooting Sports Month, right? I mean, it's going to be it's the, right. it's the big month. And you've just put together a whole series of videos with NSSF specifically targeting brand new gun owners. Give me the rundown. Yeah, so right over the past few years, we've seen, you know, over 14 million first-time gun owners. And that is unprecedented. We've never seen numbers like this in the industry. And so I was thinking about, you know, what is uh, what is my part? Right. And helping make sure that these first time gun owners not only get trained, but that they're that they're empowered. Right. It's, it's about understanding how to properly store and use their new firearms. There's unfortunately way too many first time gun owners who think that just buying a firearm is the first and last step in gun ownership. And right. that is far from the truth. Right. Right. Like just having a gun in your home is not going to keep you safe. Right. It is about training it is about understanding your firearm it's about understanding your home or your work or your car environment wherever you're planning to use that firearm and so if, if you own a firearm and, and have it in your home but you're not trained you know that's actually you are putting yourself at risk right if you don't train if you don't uh, learn how to properly fire and store and uh, you know use that firearm so August is National Shooting Sports Month. It's a, it's a month where the entire country has uh, you know, the opportunity to come participate in a, in a national celebration of the shooting sports for the month of August. There's lots of ranges that uh, are offering, um, sometimes they're offering deals, 
Um, sometimes firearms manufacturers and accessory makers are offering uh, deals and discounts for National Shooting Sports Month. But the main thing is get out and shoot, right? So right. you yourself go get out and shoot. Even better, join the plus one movement that NSSF has. And the plus move, the plus one movement is all about bringing a, a plus one, right, with you to the range, right? Train uh, a, a new shooter, bring them in, and have fun, right? So we need to show people the other side of guns and gun ownership, right? Different from what they probably see in just the mainstream right. media where it's all about, you know, negative stuff right. about firearms. National Shooting Sports Month is about really putting our best foot and our best faces forward and going to the range, having a great time and, and bringing some, you know, balance and rationality to this whole gun debate. Because right. we know when you put someone behind a gun and have them pull a trigger for themselves and they realize that, right, there, there's no difference between, you know, uh, uh, you know a, a killer gun and a, <laughs> a protection gun <laughs> and, and, and some of these other, you know, media myths. You know, they, when, we, when we get to learn hands-on, that's some of the best ways for us to then, you know, that's the start of a conversation, right? Bringing right. a new person to the range. They, they see and experience what the shooting sports are all about. And then we can uh, right, have some more discussion about firearms and their place in our country. Right. I was uh, being interviewed earlier this week. Uh, I mean, I'm not as famous a gun expert as you are, but uh, I was being interviewed as a gun expert on this uh, radio program. And the guy was asking me, he's like, well, you know, you, what is the biggest thing? And I, I was exactly it. The training. I mean, a gun, as I've said often on this program, a gun is not some kind of mystical talisman or totem that keeps you safe just because you own it. It's not a laser shield, right, that you have it in your pocket and it protects you. You've got to have those things. And you're right. The plus one movement is important. I have often you know, said, well, if you guys want to know about guns, let's go to the range and we'll talk about it. And I've never seen people not have usually by the end of the of a, of a session have a smile on their face like, oh, yeah, this is not I mean, this is fun. This was enjoyable. This is, you know, and, and that's what you need to do. You need to let them experience that. It's it's really the essential counter narrative to everything that they're hearing in the news media and everything else, because they realize this is fun. It's enjoyable. It's not just about going out and killing people or whatever it is that the news media is portraying. Yeah. So, you know, we I had a very interesting experience earlier this year where a CNN crew was uh, on my, my private property and, and private range. And we were filming a segment on the increase in Asian American first time gun owners. And so, you know, I invited some of my friends to the range as well because they wanted to see me, you know, interacting with, you know, my friends and, and other colleagues on the range. And during the filming, the producer and the camera crew, you know, they were saying things like, wow, you know, everything is so safe and so like organized and structured here in this, in this, you know, shooting session. Well, if everybody, you know, was, was this safe, you know, uh, why would this be a problem for this would, you know, gun violence would be like less of a problem. And we we're trying to explain to the CNN camera crew like, this is what the majority of Americans shooting experience is like. Like, this is, yeah. this is real life for us, right? Right. That when I go to the range, it's, it's safe, right? It's, it's, it's structured, right? I've got my targets, you know, I'm, you know, pointing my firearm in the right direction, right? You know, practicing safe firearms handling procedures. And, you know, these, this, this uh, camera crew just, I, you know, thought that, wow, 
uh, most gun owners are irresponsible, that we're unsafe, that, you know, every uh, shooting range just must be some like gangbangers paradise or something. Um, but again, <laughs> it was through it was through that that in-person experience that, you know, me and my friends were able to provide with this you know media crew that look like, yeah, the shooting sports is incredibly safe. Right. And that we put safety on top of everything else. Right. So, right. Firearm safety has to be the primary focus. And and so showing that that camera crew, you know, it's, um, you know, right. They they they're all from L.A. Right. So they're all uh -huh. like the you know, Los Angeles yeah. types and um, <laughs> very sort of, you know, the um, you know, hippie dippy do kind of, <laughs> kind of right, LA right. folks. Great people love them so much. But um, yeah, I just can't underscore again how important it is. For all of us to to be ambassadors for the Second Amendment, be right. ambassadors for the gun community, and and being patient, being being sympathetic, and understanding that people have a neg many people have a negative perception of not just guns but gun owners, and in order to dispel those myths, we have to meet people where they are. Right. And when we meet people where they are, right, it's not about us trying to necessarily convince them explicitly uh right that firearms are not these evil evil things that they that they've come to uh sort of understand but it's about understanding that they have that perspective right, right. as much as we disagree with it we need to understand that that's where they're coming from and be a little more understanding right we can't often come in like a bulldozer and just kind of run you know, anti-gunners <laughs> right, with right. Our, our, our truths and our, our facts and well, our data, right? Sometimes they just need to uh, yeah. learn on their own pace. Well, and actions speak louder than words. Taking them to the range, showing them in black and white, right in front of them, how safe it can be, how the vast majority of gun owners are. I mean, I'm sure these people thought they were getting combat pay to come video this, uh, this interview and everything else, you know. And they get there and they're shocked because it doesn't fit their biases of what the narrative is, is that all gun owners or yahoos and everybody's running around pointing guns at each other and all that kind of stuff realizing that at 99 of ranges anybody who did that would be thrown out on their ear not realizing that that's how i mean american gun owners are safe that it's a small percentile that's getting it done uh less than a minute here chris final thoughts for today on uh getting things gun uh squared away what what are your final thoughts yeah, well, uh, there is no shortage of uh, you know, anti-gun legislation and movement, not just happening at the federal level, but also at, at the state level. So, you know, everybody, you should be paying attention to what's going on because, yep. you know, even though I live here in California, you know, as we've seen over the past few years, states that used to be very pro-gun, like Oregon, Washington, Colorado, are starting to see way more anti-gun legislation. This is serious anti-gun legislation yeah. such as assault weapons bans etc so you know can't, everyone needs to be paying attention and continue to uh, you know pressure your legislators to support the second amendment can't grow weary and well-doing that's the fact chris chang top shot champion season four back with more of the michael duke show common sense radio streaming live every weekday morning on facebook live and michaeldukeshow.com Okay, Chris. Sorry right. about that. I'll give you any, no worries. any final thoughts here because I mean I'm I'm waiting. When are these videos dropping? The first weekend? Uh, sometime in August. Sometime. Some, yeah, I don't know. I don't have an exact date yet. But, okay. Uh, when they uh, when they drop, I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a ping. Yeah, send me a ping when they when they drop, and I'll make sure that we announce it and get it out there now. Go. 
Do your yeah. Go do, get that chandelier. Go out. do your supervisor thing. You know, <laughs> get to go there. Refill your coffee and look. Stroke your chin and be like, yes, 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 yes. yes, uh, yes. My friend, it's <laughs> Have good. A good weekend. It's good to hear from you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. All right, bye. Chris Chang, Top Shot champion, season four of the show, Top Shot. Uh, my God, how did we get to the uh, final segments already for the day? How did we get here so fast? That Cabela story is still freaking me out. And and you know what? Jeannie may be right. Uh, Jeannie in the chat room says, um, well, first of all, she says, so how could Cabela's not know that they were half a million short on sales and ammo? Inside job, inside job. And then she goes on to say, it's not loss prevention issue. She was a patsy. It's a criminal enterprise. Very well could be. Uh, I mean, very well could be. Um, it's, yeah, no, it's a, it's kind of a crazy, uh, uh, it's kind of a crazy thing. Um, look at the poor range owner in Vermont. I may not be familiar with that story, Brian. You'll have to uh, suss that one out for me. I don't, I don't recall, uh, what's going on. Tell, tell Chris to stay gruesome with Newsom. That's a campaign slogan, if I ever heard one. Let's stay gruesome with Newsom. I like Ike, and I'm gruesome with Newsom. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get ready for Willie. Willie is going to be here in a few short minutes, and we're going to do that. I got one line on hold real quick. Let's go over there real quick and take their call and see what they have to say while we're in the break, because we're up against it, and I know Willie's going to be talking to us in a minute. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Michael. This is Steve in Fairbanks. Hello, Steve. Uh, what's happening, my friend? Hey, I'll make this quick. I'll make this quick. Um, I realize we're up against the clock. Uh, we've on along the lines of training. Uh, competition is really good as well. And uh, familiarization is also good. All that to say, Friday, July 28th, there's a Glock demo shoot that the Alaska Peace Officer Association is putting on. The uh, That's limited. Sorry, it's limited to 45 participants. We already have 10 registered. So if people want to do this, they want to get on to APOAonline.org and, and register on there. Cost is $10 for non-members. And then in August, Saturday, August 19th, is the annual APOA Memorial Shoot. That's a competition. It's a really good event, so a fun event. And, again, that is also limited to 45 participants and we already have 10 registered all right so if they want to do it they've got to go to what the apoa website and that event is uh involves uh six stages all of which are uh established by and designed by local law enforcement trainers right and so to participate they have to pre-register that's the big thing and they go to the AO aopa or apoa website to get it done yeah, that's Alaska Peace Officer Association. So APOAonline.org. Go to uh, training events. Go to farthest north chapter. Just basically look around that website and you'll find uh, the registrations for both the Glock demo shoot as well as uh, the a competition in August. All right, Steve. Well, thank you again. Uh, next week, I guess we got one more reminder coming up next week. We'll see if we can get you some folks over there. 
Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks for calling in and being part of the program today. Sure. Uh, all right. Uh, that means I'm going to go ahead and close out the phone lines for today because Willie's about to call. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, we'll get that all scored away. Phone lines are now closed. And so we're going to uh, we're going to bring uh, bring Willie on here in just a hot second. We're about a minute out. Brian went ahead and sent me the headline here. Vermont range owner opts to demolish range rather than serve prison time. I I didn't even hear of this story. Oh, now I'm, I'm going to have to read this. I didn't even hear about this story. See, it's always good to have listeners who catch the stuff that you miss. That's uh, that's what's really good. And yes, Jeannie, uh, uh, Chris Story is going to talk about Sounds of Freedom today. That's going to be, uh, it was a request. I actually put the request into him last week and said, hey, because you, it was you and, and several others. I got a couple emails. People wanted me to see if we could get Chris to review it. And so we're going to talk about it today. It's one of the, one of the big news stories, one of the big uh, streams that we're going to talk about today. And of course, Mission Impossible and all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Um, okay. Well, we're right about there. We're getting our stuff, uh, getting our stuff ready. The Michael Duke show, common sense, liberty-based, free thinking radio, like and share, like and follow, ring the bell on YouTube and subscribe. Only 11 more. It's all I need now. 11 more. Oof, man. If you haven't done it, go do it. Here we go. Jumping in. Well, howdy, and hi there, uh, and welcome back to the final segment of the show. So tired. Oh, man. All right, you ready to go? Let's, uh, let's, let's do this thing. Willie Waffle, otherwise known as the Movie Man. I don't know. I, I only know him as that. Uh, anyway, uh, WaffleMovies.com. Willie's going to come in and give us the entertainment news and more. Hello, my friend. What's, uh, what, what be the haps, my friend? What be the haps, baby? All your favorite movie stars and TV stars are walking the picket line today. Oh, man. You're way, yeah, you're way too excited strike. for being so early I in am, the morning. I'm just saying. Why do I, I know. What's wrong with you? I know there's a four-hour time <laughs> difference, but that's just wrong. All right. So SAG-AFTRA, it's done. They're striking. They're striking. They're walking the picket line. Heck no, they won't go. And... uh yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Uh, I think I, you know, you're going to laugh when I say this, but I think one of the things that really tipped the strike and, and has now invigorated both SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild are these reports and these 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 claims that the studio executives basically were counting on the writers being starved out and taking a horrible deal down oh, the road. Man. Oh man. And, and I think that's when the, the actors went, uh, that, oh, that's the game they want to play? Then let's play hard. Okay. Let's play big-time hardball. So what does that mean for us, though? I mean, the, the public. Well, what, sure. What is John Q. Public? How do, you know, so now SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild and the and the, uh, the directors, I don't know who, I mean, tell us what's going to happen. Yes. So the, direct, the directors are, uh, they came to a deal, so they're not going to go on strike. The writers and the actors are. What this means is is a couple of things. First of all, 
uh, movie productions have shut down because you got to have actors. Um, we've already seen a lot of your late night shows have been shut down. Uh, now the actors are not going to do any kind of promotions for movies or for television programs that they're they're involved with. Uh, you know, we've already heard uh, Paramount Plus cancel the big uh, promotion and premiere that they were going to do for their new series, Lioness, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. So uh, you're going to hear more and more about those things. And uh, what this does is I think it just it ended any chance that the fall television season is going to start on time uh, because I, I don't see the strike getting wrapped up fast enough for scripts to be finished for sets to be put up and for acting to be done and to put those TV shows on film or on digital or however they put them out there these days so that you will have new shows in the fall. I think that you're probably going to see those get delayed. Who knows how long? And this is where it gets interesting because a lot of your television networks who also own streaming have come up with a plan that maybe they'll just put some of their streaming shows like Tulsa King out there on the network wow okay so they just may go straight no streaming mm -hmm. now it's just going to be network tv well it's it's stuff that they have that not a lot of people have seen uh, so like they'll take they'll, they'll take season one of uh, tulsa king's great example they'll take season one of tulsa king and they'll go hey want you want to watch it sunday nights on cbs for a while let's go for it and, and it will attract a bigger audience so it'll be a nice way to to uh, promote uh, Paramount Plus. And then you know, Peacock can do this. Peacock can take Poker Face, their very well acclaimed series that just got a bunch of Emmy nominations and put it out there on, say, Thursday nights. And so I think you're going to see a lot of that. Uh, and I think you'll see some of, the, some of the things you saw during COVID too. Like they're going to bring back the movie of the week, you know, and and and, and show things like that, you know, um, you know, the soap operas are are. I'm surprised that a lot of the soap operas are still on the air. I thought they had they would have run out of episodes by now. Right. They'll probably be showing classic episodes, you know. So it's it's going to be an interruption, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, kind of who blinks first, or you know, how this all ends, how long it goes. Hey, this thing could go until October or November, and then you got a real big mess on your hands. A lot of people say you might not even have a new deal until January. Oof. All right. And, yeah. Well, and I, I if guess. that happens, you if that happens, you run out of movies because your 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 pipeline is only so long, and then you got to put out what you got. Well, I guess we'll see. Maybe they cut their nose off to spite their face. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, what else we got to talk about here? Superman. Uh, Superman is a, is a new, give me the deal here. Superman legacy. Yes. So this is going to be the reboot of Superman. Uh, you know, we had the big announcement of, uh, of, uh, Superman, Mr. Corn, corn sweat or whatever his name is. He's going to play Superman. Uh, the fabulous Mrs. Basil is going to play Lois Lane and, uh, the movie's going to come out in a couple of years. I think they're targeting 2025, but they're pushing it early. They, they learned a little something from promotion from those Marvel guys, man. Then they're releasing every little piece of information that they can. And the piece that they revealed this week is one that's going to get the geeks all excited. Oh, they're going to be happy. A certain actor, Nathan Fillion has been cast in Superman Legacy, and he shall play Guy Gardner. And right now, the hardcore geeks are going, <gasps> they, yes. They, they're just like, what? One of them, Guy, Guy Gardner? Yeah. One, of the, one of the Green Lanterns? I mean, that's... A, one of the Green Lanterns. 
which is funny because he's actually voiced some Green Lanterns in the past, and he's doing yeah, yeah. And there's a whole bunch of different Green Lanterns. Guy Gardner is just one of the different heroes. So this ought to be interesting. I I would love to see that. And then uh, I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. Um. You know, I still watch it. I mean, I think Henry Cavell was still uh, an amazing Superman, and I'm a little sad, but. At the same time, sometimes you got to shake things up, I guess. Yeah, and I think that that's the that's the decision that the the DC Comics came to. Uh, that you know, listen, you know what we're doing is is paling in comparison to whatever else is out there, and uh, we got to go in a new direction. We're going to yeah. start brand new. Uh, you know, Wonder Woman's going to be gone. Probably Aquaman's going to be gone. You know, we have Batman, but he's going to be in a different DC universe. So they might get a new Batman for this DC universe. <laughs> I'm so confused. And the Flash movie kind of died. I know it's getting crazy. At some point, I I just feel like all this is going to collapse on itself. Uh, you know, I, I think you're starting to see it a little bit with Marvel. I mean, not that they're doing badly, don't get me wrong, but, um, you know, they're not making the three and the $400 million that they, they yeah. used to make for a lot of their movies. And and a lot of that is because people aren't going to the movies like they used to. Part of it, I think, is because they've gotten a little bit of superhero hangover. And, uh, you know, I think that they're they're looking for something new. And what will that be? What exciting thing will that be? I don't know. Yeah, it's too bad that the Universal Monster Universe got rebooted so poorly. It would have been yeah. it would have been interesting to see that. I mean, Mummy, Frankenstein, vampires. I mean, that would have been the Swamp Thing, uh, you know, Creature from the Black Lagoon or whatever. I mean, that would have all been super interesting. But it just the the Tom Cruise reboot was not uh, not great. So it, and, it it just didn't introduce that that in a way that made you want to see the other yeah. stuff. It just well. Didn't. But they got James Gunn at the helm now, so that ought to be interesting because he's got all the, you know, he's got the narrative chops from the Guardians and everything else. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I'm I'm curious. Hey, you know what? I hope they're all awesome because I know I'm going to go see them. Yep. Uh, quickly, Britney Spears. Uh, you know, she, <laughs> I mean that that whole thing was so wild, and the conservatorship, and her dad, and the suit, and the suing, and. I mean, it just, it was, it was crazy. Well, now you're going to hear all about it from behind the scenes because she done wrote a book. Well, someone wrote it. I don't know if it's her, but you know, it's being billed as the Britney Spears autobiography. It's dropping in November. It will be called the woman in me. And it is her side of the 13 year conservatorship that, uh, that we all have heard about and all have have marveled at just what a big mess this all is. Yeah, it'll be out there on October twenty fourth. Um, allegedly, she's been paid something like fifteen million dollars for this, Ooh. which is shocking. And I even heard a rumor. I don't know if I believe it, but I, in my heart, I want it to be true. Allegedly, she's going to be somehow naked on the cover with you know proper covering. Just living up to everything she's been doing since the conservatorship ended. And she's, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it. She's been acting way out of control. Yeah. Well, people got to make, be able to learn to make mistakes, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's interesting only because I, yeah. saw, I saw some of the court coverage and was like, what? I mean, the whole thing is just yeah. so, it's a, such a train wreck. All right. Well, what really breaks, I'll, I'll, just real quick, what really breaks my heart, this is a woman who is troubled. Yes. And has issues. Yep. And 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 every time there could have been a positive influence to help her, 
it feels like people took advantage of her. And yeah. that is so yeah. shameful. That is shameful. All right, we got about five minutes here. Uh, so we got four oh, okay. We got four flicks. I definitely want to talk about Sound of Freedom, and I definitely want to talk about Mission Impossible. Give me the other two okay. real quick. Okay, Bird Box Barcelona. I'm just going to say it. Who cares? Really? It's, I'm serious. It's yeah, like this, the first Bird Box, but this in Barcelona, no Sandra Bullock. That's it. <laughs> No, Sandra Bullock. As soon as I heard Sandra Bullock wasn't in, I'm like, well, then why are they making the movie? Yeah, it's supposed to be other things that happened while we were watching the Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah, one and a half waffles, and they should be grateful that I even went that high. Wow. So, next. Oh, dang. Yep. All right, so full circle. This is Steven Sodenberg, uh, who is, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a hell of a director. Claire Danes, Dennis Quaid, Jim Gaffigan. What's going to be the deal? It's a six episodes. It's a series on Max. Yeah, series on Max. Uh, you get two episodes every week for the next three weeks on Thursdays. And uh, it it is a botched kidnapping that is going to unveil some wild, wild secrets. And so, you know, you've got Dennis Quaid playing this, like, famous chef. He's he's super rich and super famous. Uh, Claire Danes, his daughter, uh, Timothy Oliphant, the, uh, the son-in-law, uh, they kind of run his empire. And some thugs, so there's this Guyanese gang has kidnapped his son and they've put him and the and the and the father and or the uh, son-in-law on a wild goose chase to deliver the ransom money but something's off oh. and that's where it gets interesting so it's, it, it, it's like it's yeah a, no go ahead go it's ahead. a thriller right i mean it's a thriller is it supernatural yes. is it just regular old it's plain? a total thriller all right total thriller uh, you know, it's it's a mystery wrapped in that thriller with with I think a really cool angle. I don't want to give it away. I'm at like three waffles right now. Wow! Um, and the reason I'm at, th- I'm at three waffles is because I think some of the acting's really bad. <laughs> oh no! Well, but I mean, there's it's a it's a star-studded cast. I mean, Timothy Oliphant is great. Dennis Quaid's great. Gavikin, Who's fantastic. Gavikin yep. does a great job when he's in there. So I, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Um, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. It's a Tom Cruise movie. It's a Mission Impossible movie. It really, you really can't go wrong. It's a hard formula to screw up. It is the best movie of the summer. This is the movie you've been waiting for. This is the movie I think all of us have been waiting for since, uh, I don't know, Top Gun Maverick. And, and Tom wow. Cruise delivers again. And, and it's, it's everything you want in your Mission Impossible movie. There's wild stunts. There's great chase scenes. There's Tom Cruise being all Mr. Intense Tom Cruise. And, of course, there's an impossible mission that he has decided to take. Right. And, uh, yes, he, he is now fighting artificial intelligence. Artificial yes. intelligence. There's evil artificial intelligence that all the bad guys want to control, and Tom Cruise has to get control of it before they do something nasty and destroy the planet and destroy society as we know it. And along the way, we may find out what did Ethan Hunt do before Mission Impossible? Oh, well, we know a little bit, yeah. but we don't know the full story. Uh, now, this we is, don't. This is part one, right? Because it says it right in the yes. title, part one. So, do, yep. I mean, how how much do I get left hanging? You get left hanging pretty decent. I'm not going to lie, uh, but you know, it, it's so worth it. Now, the thing that got me, this thing's like two hours and forty five minutes, man. 
Ooh. And it's still it's still exciting and thrilling. And, you know, it was hard to find a moment just to sneak off to the bathroom if you have to. Oh, and wow. uh, and 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 they've saved that big Ethan Hunt mystery more for part two. OK, uh, you know, they kind of are dropping hints. They're kind of giving you a little yep. little cheeses, little taste. But I'm, I'm telling you, I'm at four waffles. This is fantastic. Wow. OK, four waffles. Yeah. All right. Uh, left. Uh, last one by request. I ask you to take a look at this. It's gotten a lot of press. Uh, the the critics hate it. They think it. They're saying it's some QAnon thing. The people love it. Apparently, Sound of Freedom. This is a this is a uh, true to life story. This is a based on a true story. Jim Caviezel, federal agent who decides to go run a rescue a, a girl from human traffic. It's all about human trafficking. So give it yeah, to me quickly yeah. here. We got about a yeah, minute and, and a half. And, well, and what really gets me is how can you how can you say this is a QAnon thing? This dude has has been out there for years. He was on CBS News like nine or ten years ago. I mean, like that was before we even knew about QAnon or even existed. So you know, I, I think that I I just don't understand the hate for it. I mean, listen, it it is it is a it is a a it it's driven by religion. It's driven by his his beliefs. That I you know, and I'm not I'm not uncomfortable with that. And I think some people are. Uh, but yeah, it really gets into you know what's driving this guy as he he's going deeper and deeper into the jungle and, and going through almost like you know apocalypse. Now you're seeing this this hellfire all around him. These horrible actors who are involved in this trafficking and the ways he's trying to fight it, the way he's trying to save these kids. What's bad about that, yeah. guys? I mean, they love cuties, you know? but they hate this one. I'm still trying to figure that out. All right. Yeah, I don't get that either. I'm at three waffles on Sounds of Freedom. All right, I, I think. I think you got a good solid movie. It's a good solid movie. All right. Well, and that's again the critics hated, but everybody else is loving it. So, Willie Waffle, wafflemovies.com. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it, folks. We're out of time. Monday, we will see you then. Have a great weekend. Be kind. Love one another. Live well. All right, so I want to get down into the weeds on this just for just a second because I was reading the okay. story yesterday. Um, you know, the Washington Post. Oh, Jim Caviezel was said he made some comments referencing adrenochrome and child kidnapping and all this kind of stuff, and that must make this whole thing a QAnon. And I'm like, they're they're quoting. I've seen the trailers. They're quoting statistics. Five, you know, yeah. it's the largest criminal enterprise outside of drugs, and it's going to surpass drugs in five years. You know, it's billions of this yeah. and millions of that. I mean, it's not like they're just making stuff up. This is like true statistical things, and it's based on a true story. Just because he mentioned some QAnon thing at some deal or what, I mean, I don't even know. It just looks, it looks desperate. And like I said, when Hollywood embraces and all the entertainment complex embraces something like cuties which you know sexualized 11 year old girls that's okay that's great that's high art and they do something like this and then they immediately me thinks they doth protest too much is what my whole oh, point yeah. is it, it blows my mind because i'm with you i mean we're, we're shining light on one of the one of the most horrible human tragedies that's going on on the planet right now and and you know who who on who on the planet doesn't think we should wipe out human trafficking who on the planet doesn't think it's horrible and insidious and evil? And and you know, I don't I don't get it because I think this really does shine a light on what what is happening, right? You know, in the jungles, what is happening, uh, you know, underground? I mean, I, I remember Sasha Baron Cohen 
um, was was doing uh, one of his like you know one of his uh, characters and was going around America and he was trying to like expose you know people that, that you know you would think were silly or crazy and he stumbled upon some crazy like pedophile ring in 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 Vegas and and I remember seeing him talk about it. he goes you know it started off as a joke but uh, you know I'm interviewing this concierge and he's making it clear. It's available if you want it. And he says, I went to the FBI. I was like, you got to, like, look into this. Right, I, right. It's happening all around you, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I just can't yeah. see why they're so bent about it, other than the fact that I guess it it may be successful. And Hollywood always does this. They always poo-poo movies. Uh, like, have you seen Run, Hide, Fight yet? The movie from the day. No, Daily I haven't had a chance to. I, I want to no. go watch that because I hear okay. all I hear from the critics and the you know the red Rotten Tomatoes is that it's a fantastic movie. All the critics are like, "Oh, this is just garbage. This is just propaganda. This is this 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 is just that," and yet it resonates. You know, some of these semi-religious movies that resonate with people, and they do super well at the box office for being a nothing. Yeah. For you know, this thing beat Indiana Jones, you know, forty-one yes, million I'm dollars. Uh, it's yeah, five years on July fourth. It's yeah. five, it's five years old. I mean, this movie is five years old. Yeah. It's been in the can for five years. They finally were able to distribute it, and I just it just blows my mind that they are so blind to what America really wants. It's like we know better. We know for you what you should like, and it's not this. And people are like, no, yeah. we 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 like that, and it's just it's insane. But isn't that isn't that exactly what's driving the divisiveness in, in our country right now? Though you know, it's like you know. Well, you can't talk about God. Why not? Yeah, I'm not saying anything negative about you. I'm not attacking you or your beliefs. I'm just talking about mine. Yeah. You know, and, well, and, and that that that's what really gets me. It's it's like, because, I mean, do do they take off stars because God was mentioned? Yeah. Do they take off well, stars because somebody looked at a Bible? And it's always like whenever they you, they show God or mention God, I, I'm thinking of like The Last of Us or The Walking Dead for the most part. You know, it's like anytime they show somebody who's religious, they're obviously evil. You just don't know it until yeah. later. You know, then it's a yeah. they turn the tide or something. I mean, at some point you got to be like, there are a lot of good people out there that believe in God, and you are screwing this up for everybody. Yeah, uh, I just I I don't understand it. I don't understand. I think it's it's like I said. I think it's part of what what's what's wrong with our country right now. That that you know it's like nobody can let anybody just live and let live anymore. Yeah, no. It's like if you don't if you if you don't believe all the things I believe, if you don't say all the things I say, then you must be evil. Yeah, when you're the did enemy. That happen because yeah. yeah, I mean you know I I grew up in the in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties and. It was never this bad. People. We can, yeah, we can I always had friends that weren't on the same side. Exactly, it or not. I know we can always <laughs> agree to disagree. Today, if you disagree, it's just it's just wrong. All right, Willie Waffle, three waffles for Sounds of Freedom. Uh, I'm gonna go try and watch it this weekend. Thank you, my friend. As always, it's great hey, to talk it. with you. Thanks for being part of it, folks. Gotta go for reals. We will see you on Monday.
we've shed our terrestrial radio skin, and now we are slimy lizard internet people. It's the Michael Duke Show.